This is Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. I'm Christy. I'm Beth. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. We're also mothers, writers, entrepreneurs, and purpose-driven inspiration junkies. You know what we're not? Perfect. If you're okay with that, this podcast is for you. We share real-life experiences and the lessons we continue to learn with the hope that it will encourage you to live your most authentic life of purpose. Let's do this, Christy. Hey, Beth. Hey, Chris. So I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. How do you recharge? Like if you're, if you're feeling depleted energetically, how do you best recharge? Well, I've got a couple of different ways, but I would say I recharge a lot by being with people I love and people I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Although I also can recharge sometimes by not being around anyone. So I kind of, kind of both ways. Okay. I'm kind of the same way. Most of the time when I recharge, I like some solitude and I like just downtime to be by myself. Mm -hmm. But depending on the person, even if I'm in one of those kind of solitude recharge moments, depending on the person, I can be recharged being around another person. But it's not Mm -hmm. typically being around like a big group of people or a party Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Most of the time, it's more like downtime for myself. Right. But occasionally, depending on the person, they can recharge me if they have like a good energy that they're putting out and right. not dragging me down. <laughs> yeah, I, I can be a little more social, interact, like in, I can interact with people socially a little bit more and get, get a charge, I think. I think I'm different in that way that it doesn't necessarily, obviously, we all want to be around good people, but mine, sometimes I can just have a pleasant social interaction and it can recharge me. Yeah. You're not like that at all. No, I am. It just depends on the situation. Right. It just depends on the situation. If I've had a lot of socialization, then my first instinct and what, what I want to do is go hide out for a few days mm-hmm. and get away from everybody and like not talk to anybody and just have my alone time or either just like my little family unit and even them not talk to me too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I need solitude, sometimes I need complete solitude. Yeah. Like away from everyone, sometimes even everything. Yeah. You know, I like to be in nature a lot, and sometimes I find really good solitude in nature. But I also, what's funny with me is when I have a ton of solitude, I crave interaction. Yeah to recharge me in a different way. That well, That's why I was saying, depends on what way I'm trying to be recharged because there's a peacefulness that comes with being alone by yourself that I really crave in my life. But I get a ton of joy and energy out of connections with people and social inter- interactions. Yeah. So. Well, and I do too, after I've recharged most of the time. You know, I've noticed, I've noticed something that's different about us, even though a lot of this is similar. I always notice that you need to be recharged along the way. Like, go to a party. Yes. Like, your recharging is right after your event. See, I'm very different. I could go and go and go and be really social, but then I might need a a week of downtime and kind of recharge all at once. I feel like I can go and go socially 
without needing that reboot, so to speak. Right. And you kind of socialize reboot, socialize yeah. reboot. Yeah. Does, that, good, does yeah. that sound accurate? That's very, very accurate. Very <laughs> accurate. Because I know when you're in those modes, I don't even call you. Because <laughs> I'm like, you just, I know you. Yeah. It's just what you need. Whereas I could get on the phone and be recharged, you may feel drained from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and sometimes I have to push myself out of that because it's easy for me to get more and more that way mm-hmm. and just sort of shut people out. Yeah. But but then I'll then I'll start craving it and I'll need to like get out and talk to somebody mm-hmm. or or do something social. But yeah, it's um it's funny. Well, and that's because I'm a little more on the spectrum towards an extrovert. Yeah. And you tend to be more towards the introvert, even though I do feel like we kind of swing back and forth between the two. But I would say that I just tend to lean more towards the social and extroverted aspects of things because it makes me feel good. It, it just makes me feel that's where I kind of find my my happiness and my energy. Yeah. It's such an interesting subject to me, introversion and extroversion, because... It is definitely a spectrum. Some people are extremely introverted. Mm-hmm. Some people are extremely extroverted. My husband, Steve, is extremely extroverted. I feel like he needs, not that he doesn't need to rest, but I feel like he needs very little downtime in between social interaction. I'm talking like hardly no time. He could just go to every event. You know, he goes every morning. We call it coffee club. Yeah. He goes up there to, to socialize and talk to everybody. And he can just go, 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 go. And I'm very opposite from that. I'm, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, I would mm-hmm. say. Some people call that an ambivert, which is like you're, you're halfway between an extrovert and an introvert. That, I think they say that's like the best one because you have a good mix of both. So I kind of feel like, well, if it's the best one, that's definitely <laughs> what I am. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, because I do feel like some people are just absolute extroverts. I would say Steve is... Even more so than me, because he does just go, go, go a lot more than me. He is way more probably closer to the total extrovert side. And then some people are total introverts. They have a really hard time getting out. You're not really like that, even though you lean towards introverted ways. But you, you know, you're good at socialization and, and you don't, some people just don't like it at all. Well, and I think a lot of people who don't understand people who are introverted, they think that they just don't like people. And it's not that they don't like people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm more introverted. I love people. I love social events. I love social interaction. I love doing things with people. It's just like what you said. I have to take more breaks to recharge and have Mm -hmm. that downtime in between, or I just feel really depleted, and I feel... Just if you're an introvert, you know what that feels like. It's I just feel depleted and I'm like, no, don't talk to me. I need to be away from everybody. I've got to like get back to myself. (laughs) Yeah, I recognize that. And you've like we know each other so well throughout the years. I've kind of had to learn about your more introverted ways because maybe I don't understand them as much. I don't understand that constant recharge. Well, now I do. But you know what I mean? That doesn't come naturally to me. And you, you won't even be yourself until you get that recharge. Yeah. I, I can tell that you're just depleted and yeah. you need need that time. And then you're like, hey, I'm Christy again after that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, um, very interesting. 
That's the best way to put it. Hey, let me do this because okay. I have the I have some definitions okay. of introverts and extroverts. Okay. So it, I'll, I'll read just kind of an overall definition of what an extrovert is. Okay. And then I'll let you read the, the introvert one. An extrovert is characterized by a preference for social activities, gaining energy from interactions with others, and often enjoying group settings and external stimuli. Extroverts thrive in social environments and tend to be outgoing and expressive. Very true. Okay, an introvert is typically characterized by a preference for solitary activities and need for downtime to recharge after social interactions and a tendency to enjoy deeper one-on-one conversations. Introverts often find energy in quiet, reflective moments. Mm-hmm. And I really feel... I, I really feel... Both of those resonate with me in in different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that that even though I don't need that recharge in the same way that you do, I still much prefer a deep one-on-one conversation. Like if I'm at a party, for instance, I would rather talk to one person about something really deep and meaningful than like... 25 people and yeah. do the small talk thing yeah so I can relate to both even though I, I can definitely see where I swing way more towards the the yeah. extroverted way yeah I'm um I, I'm not a small talk person I'm terrible with small talk because I don't like it I know it's necessary sometimes especially if you are at a social event and you know sometimes it's just necessary but it's not where I thrive I definitely thrive and prefer a one-on-one conversation with somebody that's a little deeper and not just not just the small talk kind of thing. Well, I, I do I do get like restless and bored as a person sometimes. Yeah. So I think that's why I will tend to go towards the more extroverted ways because I, I, I do. You know how I get. Like I like change and I like excitement oh, yeah. and adventure. And when I'm interacting with people, it, it feels fulfilling in that way as well not just energy wise so that I don't get restless I can kind of expel that energy that I get socially and then um feel feel satisfied in that way yeah it's really it's really weird for me because I can sometimes I can go a longer amount of time depending on what I'm doing and the situations I can go a longer amount of time and feel energized for a longer amount of time depending on depending on the situation. That's why it's really hard to like pinpoint it. Then other times I can only do like one thing and then I'm like, okay, I've got a downtime. Then I'll go do this, then downtime. Yeah, I feel like your your social preferences and interactions are picky like my weather is. You know how I have, (laughs) you say that I'm high maintenance when it comes to weather because it has to be just right. I feel like it has to be just right for you to like, feel energized from your socialization. Yeah, I think it's it's been a little bit hard going back to Steve. I think it's been a little bit hard for him to understand me because he is so extroverted. He's kind of gotten to understand it now that we've been together for a longer amount of time. But, you know, again, he can just go and go and he'll want me to go to do things sometimes. And sometimes I'll go, but then I'm other times I'm like, no, not going to happen. Well, and I- it's nothing. This is another point I want to bring up. Sometimes I turn down invitations and I turn down things. And I think this is important for people to understand, too, is not to take that personally, because it doesn't mean that they don't like you or it's they just don't want to do whatever it is. It's just that they 
need that time and they're just not feeling it. And it's not anything ugly or, you know, anything to be taken personally. It's just how they are and what they need. I think that's such a good point, though, because it is easy. Isn't it funny how, see, Nevada, how, how we've chosen polar opposites. Nevada is, could it be more not like Steve? Yeah. He, I think, could be alone for weeks and months on end <laughs> and be completely yeah, content. He's very far at the and other he's end. very much not like a social real social person. Yeah. Like when we do stuff, you know, he does stuff with me and our friends and things like that, but he does things a lot more for me. Yeah. And I think it's easy to take it really personally if you're really close with someone, if you're in a relationship with someone. Because so like an extrovert, for instance, if you're needing a recharge and I'm wanting to talk and talk, you may be moody and not be like yourself. And I could take that really personally. Of course, I know you. So I'm like, she just needs to recharge. I need to shut up. Let her have some alone time. (laughs) But it can be easy to take that personally because like, oh, what's wrong with her? Why can't you know? uh, Am I too much for her? You know, and, and that's really not what's going on. I know that. I know that you just need that time and that space and I feel like the other way is that I need to express myself and I need to really have good communication and sometimes that can be hard for someone as an introvert to understand that like I need that yeah you know I need that 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 time to talk and to express myself and that's recharging me right in a in a sense yeah Well, you know, it's very funny because when I was younger, I was more of an extroverted person. I was like a social butterfly and I'm still a very, still a pretty social person for the most part. But when I was younger, I was, I think, much more extroverted than I am now. And I think I just started um, as time went on, I just valued and needed that alone time a little bit more. You know, when I was younger, I, I was around a lot of people all the time and had to take on like some leadership roles when I was younger and had to be around people a lot. And so I think that's one reason as I got older that I became a little more introverted than I used to be. Yeah, that makes sense because I think there's a lot of factors that play into why we're introverts or extroverts or somewhere on that spectrum. And I was super shy, very awkward, very did not even want to talk to people when I was younger. And I feel like maybe those are environmental changes because maybe genetically I was born a total introvert and not someone who was super social, but because I was so much like that, our parents constantly tried to get me out of that so that I would be more interactive. And sometimes I wonder if my environment changed (laughs) (laughs) A lot of who I am, because, you know, we're all like that. Our environments play into who and what we become in a big way. But it's funny that I was, I mean, we've both, I was brought into this world in an extremely (laughs) like shy manner, or I was very shy when I came into this world and for a long time, very much struggled with socialization and feeling very awkward and shy. Yeah. And I was the kid that would just go up to complete strangers. Mom used to have to keep her eye on me and she would always like call me back to her because when I was younger 
I was totally, I would talk to a complete stranger and, you know, and I still do, but it was just different then. I, I could yeah, just go and go and talk to everybody. Social butterfly. Yes. I could mm-hmm. just go and go and talk to anybody. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting how we both kind of went the opposite direction as we got older. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that life in general, we're born a certain way, but then life and our experiences and the things that we go through and the things that we do as we grow and get older, I think that has a, has a, an impact on us. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it does. Even even sometimes I think we go to certain things for coping mechanisms that, that it may be something that it's the way you comfort yourself. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you lean more towards the, the solitude or lean towards more the socialization because it's, it's the way that you comfort yourself or some sort of, some form of self care. I think we, we, a lot of factors play into that. Our environment, of course, our, you know, our genetic makeup, yeah, the way we cope with different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of that's really, really interesting. I always, I always think that kind of stuff is, is very fascinating. Yeah, it really is. There's so many different things that play into it, but we kind of instinctively know what we need, whether we're introverted or extroverted or just somewhere in between. We, we know mm-hmm. what we need that makes us feel good, makes us feel peaceful, makes us feel energized. And I think that's one of the main things is just to honor yourself when it comes to that. And to try to get under other people to understand, to understand what you need and how you feel so that they don't take it personally and it doesn't cause problems. Yeah, because we are so different. And look at us. We married people that were totally polar opposites of us socially when it comes to those types of things. And making that work in your relationships is, is very important because just like an extrovert may tend to talk and be more expressive, whereas an introvert may not be as expressive, trying to come together and have good communication and understand what the other one needs while still having what we need, that can be very difficult. You know, it's funny for me, too, though, like if I'm having a a deep one-on-one conversation with somebody, I could go and go and go and probably out-talk them. I will be, I get very energized in that moment, and I could go and just talk and talk and be in that moment for a very long time. But if I'm in a big social setting with a lot of people, and I think it has to do also with being an empath, like different people pick up on different emotions and different Mm -hmm. things like that too. So I feel like when I'm in a big group of people, I get drained a lot easier because I like pick up on different things that are going around me and that drains me a lot of time. And I think that's another reason with an introvert why they probably thrive more in a smaller setting or a one-on-one because they can really focus on that person and not be distracted and have all the noise of everybody else around them. Right. Yeah, with with me, I don't feel as distracted as easily. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't feel as distracted. Yeah. I I feel like I can be in a crowd of people and still have a one-on-one conversation and just kind of focus my energy in one place. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting, too, that that I I enjoy those one-on-ones. And I definitely... I'm energized in a different way if there's like a comfort level and I'm having a conversation with a close friend right. about deep, meaningful things rather than just a, you know, a party. But I do feel like that I can be in a crowd of people and still feel that focus 
yeah. with one person where I think it's interesting that you feel almost like all of everybody's emotions are around you maybe, or like that you, well, and again, it need depends. to get away yeah, to it, have it, that. It depends on the situation, but yeah, I think just the, um, the noise and all the mm-hmm. energy and all the people being there, right. it does something. It's like draining right? and, and can't really do anything about it. It's just what it does to you. So, um, but I think it's really good that we all learn to under understand people yes. that are that are made up differently because that I mean that's what makes the world so beautiful is we have people on every on, on this spectrum and every different level we have people that are they're like these different things so it's important to try to understand understand each other because mm-hmm. it makes relationships better it makes your socialization everything so much better when you feel understood and when you understand other people yeah, here's another factor that that from an ec- more extroverted standpoint, sometimes I don't think that for like for Nevada, for instance, or anyone who's a little more introverted, I tend to be I, I tend to carry like the weight of a lot of plans and socialization. And sometimes that's very draining for an extrovert because you are like that. You usually make the social plans when you're in the social environment. You carry more of the social interaction if that makes sense yeah and so it sometimes can be a big responsibility because I feel like you're you're doing that not just for yourself but for everyone else if you have someone in your life who's not extremely social it may be left up to you to carry on a conversation or be the conversation starter it may be left up to you to make the social plans and line everything up and sometimes that can be because the other person may not be doing that as much, it 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 that can be draining. Yeah, where you're like, I want to do this, but you know, <laughs> I've got to do it all, kind of thing. Yeah, and so to for someone to understand a more extroverted from that standpoint, I think is very important too, because it can be a lot more going in <laughs> into it for that person. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, the, instead that's, of just show up. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That can well, be. And, and then just learning like the different communication styles. You know, I, I, I'd like to think of myself as a good, good listener. And that's something else I think you should focus on wherever you are on this spectrum is learn to play into your strengths and really focus on those because there's no right way to be in any of these ways. It's just the way that we're make up no or made up, no matter if it's genetic or environmental or life has made us this way. There's no right or wrong way to be. It's just how we are as people. So learning to understand each other and how to communicate no matter where you are. And then focusing on your strengths, that that helps a lot and helps you kind of make sense of the person that you are and helps you communicate with others easily. Yeah, and I think being a more developed introvert or extrovert, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. is very important. So because I am a little more expressive, I think it's really important for people like that to to develop themselves in a way that just because you express yourself more doesn't mean you need to dominate every conversation. Right. You need to practice mindfulness of, of active listening when... Because that may not be your strong point. So you really need to pay attention to not talking all the time. I think I've said this before. Sometimes I realize I just need to shut up and listen. I'm serious. Like that's a really like when you're when you're someone who does express a lot. 
it doesn't mean you always need to. I think you can develop yourself more and more. I mean, I can't speak from a, the more introverted perspective, but for me, things like that, being very mindful of you don't always have to dominate the conversation. You don't always have to do yeah. that because you, you do want to be a good listener and you do want to hear other people's conversations. And I love to hear other people's stories and what's on their mind. So if I'm just talking all the time and like, oh, well, this is just how I am. That's not being very mindful and developed of other people around me that may be more introverted and they're just waiting for the space to express themselves. Well, yeah. And, and then on the other hand, as an as an introverted person, you may be a good listener, but also developing your communication skills so that you do speak up because there are times that I think you should be a very good listener. But there are also times that you should speak up and, you know, speak your mind and, and say things that need to be said. And a lot of times people won't do that if they are a little more introverted, introverted for many reasons. But I think it's another good thing for them to work on is their communication skills and not only being a good listener and being the quiet one, but knowing when to speak up and not being afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, like with with Nevada and me, we've learned just a few key things to say to one another. For instance, when he wants to express himself that he may not feel like that he's going to be able to do it in the best way. Nevada will say, okay, I'm going to tell, I'm going to express this. I know that you're, you express stuff very easily, but you need to understand this is not easy for me. This makes me more uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. express this. Whereas that seems to be very natural. Just those few little things that he tells me makes me understand that I need to, again, shut up and listen. And, try to understand the way that he is is expressing things because it may not be the way that I would. Well, and also on the other hand, on the other side of that, (laughs) I think if you are an introverted person who is not a big talker and that doesn't say a lot of things, I think focusing on that and learning to, to be skillful about your communication Mm -hmm. is so important because People are not going to understand you if you don't speak up and you don't let them know. Because I've, in the past, many times, I've not said something for fear of being misunderstood or not being able to express myself the way that I want to express myself. And so there's been many times that I didn't say something that later I wish I would have because at the moment, I chose to be quiet instead and not say something because thought I was going to be misunderstood or I thought it was going to lead to an argument or I thought it was for what whatever reason and so really just having the courage to speak up when you're really when you really need to express yourself in a conversation or a situation it's very important because people cannot read our minds well that's one of the <laughs> things that I've tell Nevada I think that's such an important point point that you brought up because I don't say I can't read your mind, but I just say, I don't know what's in your head. You have to make the effort to tell me because you've probably had this conversation with yourself a billion times inside your head, but I've never heard it (laughs) once. Right. And I feel like that's an easier way to be misunderstood, especially by like a more extroverted person is if is not talking. Yeah. I think you can be way more easily misunderstood 
than if you just were to say, even if it's just five words. Right. But to express and make your point known, because with Nevada, him being way more towards the introverted side, he he does he he has conversations with himself in his head, and I think sometimes he thinks he's had those with me, and I have to say, <laughs> we've never talked. You're going to have to tell me that, like yeah. with your words, yeah. And those few key things, though, I think that we say to each other reminds us, hey, we're different. Yeah, we're both trying to communicate, and we're on the same team, but the way we're going to be there is is completely different. Yeah. And, and being accepting of that, you know, it's it's difficult sometimes, but it's also necessary for a successful relationship with whether it's your spouse or friends, family, whatever it may be, because we're all so yeah. different. Yeah, very true. Well, and again, just understanding each other. And if you can even express, like if you're going through a time where you need that downtime and you don't want to socialize, just being vocal about that too, just saying, hey. I just don't, I've got to have some downtime. I'm just not feeling it right now. Like I need some time to re-energize and just be by myself a little bit. Just telling people that sometimes helps Mm -hmm. so that they don't think that you're being avoidant or that you're, that you don't care about a situation or care about what they're asking you to do. Just letting them know, hey, this is what I need. You know, and the same thing, it's like with, with Steve being so extroverted, I let him go. <laughs> like, go, <laughs> yes. you go do whatever yes. you want. Like, I respect that about him. And I know that he's not a person, he can't sit still for very long. And, you know, he has his times where he wants to take his naps or have his little time to watch football or do whatever. But when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. And so I just let him go. But on the That's same good. hand, I'm like, I need you to respect me too mm-hmm. when I need my time where I don't want to go. And I just need this this moment for myself. So, yeah, understanding each other and just being vocal about, like you said, even if it's five words, just letting somebody know what you think and how you feel. Well, I think that's so good, though, that you do, like, go do your social thing. Or he's like, you have your alone time. Because I think we can get really tripped up with, I want to go to the social thing. You have to come with me. You have to come with me. And I know sometimes... You know, your spouse does need to be at something or, or your friend or whatever it may be. And sometimes you do have to, even if you're not feeling it, sometimes. You have to push over it and do, do what they want to do yeah. just yeah. because. But just to be the kind of person that says, hey, that's not me, but that's you. Go do your thing. Nevada and I do that on vacations because sometimes what I want to go do and what he wants to go do is different. How yeah. we recharge is different. Not to mention we're people that enjoy our space from each other sometimes too. Sure. You know, I don't need to be right next to him every second. <laughs> and he doesn't need to be next to me. But just doing those things, like he'll be like, okay, go take off for a week. Go do all those things that you love to do. We love to travel together, but you know, it's funny. An airport stresses him the hell out. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so fun. I love see, an airport and the hustle air- and the bustle. I mean, I don't like the long lines and stuff. Yeah. But it's exciting to me because yeah. usually um, when I'm in an airport, I'm probably getting on a yeah. plane. And I love that. And it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like anybody. It's uh, An airport's not fun at times. You know, this is such an interesting point that you're bringing right. up, though, because when we go to an airport, Steve is stressed, too. <laughs> but I'm not. 
So I wonder, that probably has a lot to do with the fact you and I have traveled since we were infants, basically. We've done a lot of traveling and Mm -hmm. we thrive. We both love to travel. So like an airport doesn't intimidate me. So do you kind of take the lead when y'all go in the airport and you just kind of say, see, same with me. That's what works for us. Because I'm like, I know this stresses you out, but hey, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. And so that's another point, though, that I was making about the extrovert and how a lot of the things now not, not in this case Some yeah, of the things it, overlap. it overlaps but yeah but you see how like having to take on that pressure of making sure everything goes good because you know that it stresses the yeah the introvert out so yeah. you kind of have to shoulder that responsibility even though in that respect we're alike and you're kind of yeah. the, the manager of the airport <laughs> but it's it's very interesting to travel together and separately for instance, Nevada does, you know, these guy trips this year. He's he's going to be in California. And it's so funny. He wanted to travel and go in with his friend and take this really long road trip from Montana to California. Instead of just flying into California and kind of going and exploring and letting his friend meet him there. And he was like, what do you think I should do? And I said, what I would do is totally different, honey, than what you would want to do. You do whatever makes you happy. What I would do, I would go fly straight in to the airport and explore some really fun places on my own, kind of get out and check out some places until he got there. I said, because it stresses me out to think about being in the car for hours and hours and hours and hours (laughs) hours of monotony. That's what he was looking forward to. Yeah. And I was like, but then you could just get on a plane and be there and go out and explore. Yeah. You're instead of being in a car. But I like that. And I was like, well, see, there you go. Then that's what you need to do, because what I would do would be totally different. Well, see, I'm with you on that. But again, we did a lot of traveling in the car when we were kids <laughs> and on planes. <laughs> Environmental so a lot of, again. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's funny, because and that's where I think things overlap. It depends on your life experiences and also the things that what you like what you like to do well that's how you find balance yeah. too like with each other yeah. is you find balance and don't burn each other out because <laughs> if I was the kind of person that like yeah I don't want to go do that thing on that ranch in California that you're doing but you can't do it yeah or if he was like I want you to come do this thing with me and every single year I did this thing that really wasn't my thing I don't think that would be we, we wouldn't be as happy. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where we find balance is, you know, the airport thing. I'm going to take charge when we go in the airport because it doesn't stress me out. It stresses you out instead yeah. of us both trying to just, I guess, kind of doing what we're good at yeah. and going with that. Yeah. And, and that's very important, I think, to just find balance between those two personality types. Yeah. And just giving people space to do what they need mm-hmm. and what makes them happy and mm-hmm. what they're good at and what, you know. Maybe stepping in and on the things that you you're stronger at than that they that stresses them out. And I mean, you got to think there's a reason we're attracted to the people that we are as friends or companions because you know I could have chosen. There's many. There are many extroverted people like me, sure. and I chose someone who was not as much like that. Whereas on the other hand, you you chose social butterfly Steve. Yeah, and. I think we need balance, and that's probably why we find people a lot of times like that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it brings balance in a relationship. When you, the, I guess that's why they say opposites attract, mm-hmm. because you know Steve and I have a lot of things that are similar, and then other things we're very opposite on. 
But that is kind of where you find balance a lot of times because one will come this way a little bit and one will come this way a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then somewhere in between there, you find that that perfect balance. But that's, again, why it's so important to respect the other person of how they are and not try to change who they are at their core because then you're just going to be miserable and they're going to be miserable because you're trying to force them into a box or they're trying to force you into a box that you don't fit into. So just respecting that other person and, and, and understanding them. Yeah. And also celebrating those differences. Yeah. Like I love all of the things about you and Nevada that are different from me because y'all tend to be more introverted and I've learned a lot from that. And I think that it's good to celebrate that about each other instead of, like you said, trying to change it. Yeah. Because we are who we are and none of us want to feel criticized for who we were born to be or what our environment created us to be. We want to be accepted and loved and even celebrated for who we are and what we are. And so I think that's very important, too, not to see that as a weakness because it's not like you, but to say, hey, that may be your strength because... Like with you, you are a good listener. And so I try to learn to be a better listener because I tend to just express a lot. So I think there's always something that we can learn from one another and celebrate each other in a way that makes us feel closer and connected and accepted. Yeah, I love that. We can always learn from each other. And I'm the same way by you. And I love, you know, the same way by Steve. There's so many things that I can learn from y'all and your communication and the different things that you do that help me. So, I mean, that's important. I, I don't want to change y'all, but mm-hmm. and I don't want you to try to change me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, we laughed the other day. This is not in a weird way, y'all. But Christy and I <laughs> had this funny text going because we always laugh at the way that we a lot of times deal with the difference in our personalities when it comes to introvert and extrovert is we kind of laugh and poke fun at each other and be like, I know, Chris would be like, you need to go talk to 10 people. And I'll be like, you need to get in a room with nobody in it. And we just laugh and like, we just, we think it's funny. And so that's kind of how we celebrate our differences is just laughing over it. Oh, yeah. But we were texting the other day and she said something, I said something. She's like, how interested would it be if we did like the husband swap like they do on TV and, and, you know, we had to live with the other one's husband like for a little while. And I was like... Um, pretty sure that you and Nevada would get along great and me and Steve would kill each other because <laughs> I thought about our different personalities and it putting those different personalities in a home together for yeah. a week or so. Yeah. And I was like, we were just cracking up because I was like, yeah, I think y'all would be the one to survive, to survive that one. Cause I'm not sure Steve and I, <laughs> Steve and I would. And then I think I said we would never, Nevada and I would never communicate anything at all to each other. And we would go go to our separate spaces and not have any type of relationship. And me and Steve would be so opinionated and expressive that we would eventually just kill one another. I think you said we would kill each other with forks. Yeah, it seemed more dramatic to say that we would stab each other with forks. It just had to throw that, that in there for good measure. But, you know, something else that I think we can learn from each other, too, is... Self-care, that's such an important thing for introverts and extroverts and how we and how we do that and what works for us. Like with Steve, for instance, a lot of times I tell him he needs to take a little bit more time for self-care sometimes Mm. because he goes Mm -hmm. and goes and goes and then he'll just be exhausted, but then he'll want to keep going. And I'm like, sometimes you have to slow down. You have to give yourself permission to slow down and to just 
do a little bit of self-care. Me, I'm going to make time I have, I'm going to make sure I have some time for self-care because it's the only way that I can live throughout life is because if I don't take time for myself, I just start like shutting down and then I'm not good for myself or anybody else. So learning those self-care practices and encouraging other people to to do the same thing, Mm -hmm. I think is really, really important. Well, that's good that you know that about yourself because on the other end of that, extroverts, I think maybe the reason why Steve does that is because it is a little confusing because you you can have a form of self-care with other people and it can energize you in a way. And, yeah. and for us, it may not be for y'all, but for us, sometimes that is self-care. But also it's a pitfall because sometimes what you need is a different type of self-care, like where I'll go longer bouts of time and be a little more quiet and by myself. That is my different form of self-care. Yeah. But like you, I've recognized what I need. And sometimes, you know, maybe for Steve, he doesn't recognize that he needs that alone time self-care. Yeah. Just like he needs that socialization self-care. Does that make sense? It it does. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And on the other hand, like I told you earlier, I have to make sure I don't go too far down into that hole of being alone. At, there are times, and, and you've even said... Time limit. Yeah. It's up. It, your time's up. Let's go do this. <laughs> and then once I once I go do something, then yeah. I do feel energized, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I did. But it's easy to get, for me personally, it's easy to get in that little self-bubble because it's like your happy place, and I could just read and write and do all this stuff. But then I get more and more into that and I'm like okay I gotta break out of this I'm well, becoming that, a hermit that's why we need each other you exactly. know what I mean and that's why that's that's a form of understanding one another too as I understand where your limits are and mm-hmm. when you're going the other way and I'm like get dressed yeah. get out of the house yeah just come over and sit on my porch <laughs> if you need to but yeah but like let's you know yeah that's your time limit but that's that's a way to also understand one another and help each other when one goes too far or, you know, if I'm going way too far in the other direction, mm-hmm. just to say, okay. I'll be like, like, come over here and let's just watch a girl's movie <laughs> and drink a glass of wine and just chill. Calm down, okay? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> let's just chill for yeah. a minute, okay? Yeah. But I, I love it, though. I love, I love the differences in people, not just introvert and extrovert. I think that's what makes us all so unique. And if we could just accept and love and embrace one another... You know, even like showing the compassion of putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to understand from their perspective that that's what we're supposed to do in all aspects, right? Yes, you know? for sure. Yeah. We're supposed to be there for each other and and help each other. And I think, again, that we can learn from each other. We can both come the other direction a little bit and we can learn things like the introvert can learn things from the extrovert. The extrovert can learn things from the introvert and make them sort of a more balanced, well-rounded person. Because mm-hmm. if you're too far one way or the other, it can not be healthy for you always because you don't take time for yourself if you're go, go, go all the time. Or if you're the in- introvert that gets into a hermit mode like I do sometimes. Like It's good for you to have those people to bring you to the other side. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that, I think that just understanding one another again accepting one another and 
realizing that it's not a pitfall if you choose a friendship or a relationship with someone who is not like you. I think it's very easy to be like, I need different friends or better friends because I like to do this and they don't. Or I'm in the wrong relationship because I'm like this and they're like this. I think it's very easy if we're not understanding of one another and we don't look at the good sides and celebrate those sides of each other, but yet complain about them to lose obviously good relationships that have amazing potential, but to also cut ourselves off from learning and being open to people that aren't like us, because we've just expressed how we can learn stuff and we do learn stuff from one another and that makes up a good balance. What did you call it when it's in the middle of introvert and extrovert? An ambivert. Yeah. So see, we created an amb- ambivert because <laughs> one, you know what I mean? And that's, I think that those make great relationships and great friendships. Not that you can't have a great relationship with two extroverted people, but also I feel like that that could be exhausting in its own way as well. It can. Yeah. And so I think that being very open-minded about that. And realizing that it doesn't make or break relationships if everybody's not like you. Yeah, no, celebrate those differences mm-hmm. because that, again, is what makes up the world and what why we have such an array of wonderful people and friendships and relationships. Just learning to value the other person's perspective, figuring out what we can learn from them. Yeah, and just going with it. Making sure that, making sure that you're embracing all of those wonderful things because it can create a very dynamic, interesting, fun relationship that maybe it wouldn't create if you were both just alike.